Every week we take a few minutes and look a bit deeper into God's Word than our Sunday morning time constraints allow us to do. I'm Pastor Russell Howard and this is Beyond the Notes. It is so typical, given the constraints of our Sunday morning time frame, to wish you had time to take a little bit more of a sideways step and really explore something. And there's something that I I touched on in yesterday's message, but I want to come back and revisit it because I think it's a source of a lot of confusion and and misunderstanding. And it's about a pretty important matter. Um, the, The death of Christ on the cross paid the penalty for sinners. If you don't believe that, whatever belief framework you're holding to can't call itself Christianity. Anyone who would be any version of a Christian, even even self-proclaimed Christian, would hold that the death of Christ on the cross has paid the sin debt uh, for people. The, the question is, in, in sort of in what sense? We've, we've already seen from earlier in John and we see it through the whole New Testament, the importance of understanding God as precisely just. If salvation could be based on God just giving people a break, then the cross is just an expression of cruelty. But it is on the cross where, as the Word of God says, God the Father becomes both just and justifier, just because payment for sin is necessary, justifier because that payment is being provided in a substitutionary way. When you, when you overlay that with John's statement in John 1, which was in the passage that we dealt with yesterday, when John, who saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That takes away the sin of the world needs some thought. And I took a few minutes yesterday in the message and developed it, but I wanted to kind of expand a little bit further on, on what, that, what that phrase, what that marvelous, incredible phrase that affirms that sin can be taken away by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And that idea is really, really important. But uh, how are we to understand the, some of the specifics of that? And I, I, I think there are at least three possibilities. Um, the, first, the first, that the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world one possibility is based on just that phrase and just a simplistic understanding of that phrase, you land on universalism. You land on um, a, a universal payment for all sin such that no sin anywhere matters. And that there's a, there's a, a universal, and, and I, I choke to even describe this position and wouldn't if there weren't people who hold it, a Blanket universal forgiveness has been uh, established for all mankind, and uh, hell is a ghost town, not, not a place where uh, people are eternally separated from God because the sin has been taken away. Now, I'm more than reasonably confident that, that anyone listening to this particular podcast probably doesn't hold that position, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. There's a second position, however, that I think is is, is potentially dangerous for missions and evangelism, and, uh, and plus I think I can demonstrate that it's unbiblical. And I've heard this position described in, 
in settings where seriously godly people were taking things seriously. And that is the position that the death of Christ on the cross does pay for all sin except unbelief. And so the only sin matter unresolved is unbelief. Now you have to be careful because belief, salvation by grace through faith, belief is is a means whereby, the means whereby the grace of God is accepted for eternal life. Belief plays a role in the salvation of everyone that is saved. But to say that it follows from that, that unbelief is the only cause of condemnation is problematic. If I may use a word picture before I, I, I show you from God's word why that position is problematic. The word picture sort of for me is this. If you have a, a, a plane load of people that crash into the side of a mountain and the plane blows up and everybody dies... Um, anyone aboard that plane could have escaped if they had parachuted out of that plane 10 minutes earlier. There was a, in, in, it's my story, so I get to make up the conditions. Suppose there were parachutes available for people on the plane, and even some took the parachute and jumped off the plane and did not, therefore, become involved in the crash. Their cause of ongoing life is they wore the parachute, no question. But when the autopsies are done on the people who were on the plane and crashed into the mountain, nobody's cause of death is failure to wear a parachute. Though the parachute could have saved them, the lack of a parachute is not what caused their death. In the the case of belief and unbelief, belief, salvation by grace through faith, faith in Christ that, that is real, authentic, transforming faith, will result in salvation. But the word of God makes it clear that people who are condemned are not merely condemned for unbelief. For example, the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 5. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, what things? Sexual immorality, impurity, covetousness, idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. They are the recipients of the wrath of God. They are the sons of disobedience. That is, they are those who are disobedient and disbelieving. But they're going to experience God's wrath, not because simply of a failure to believe, but specifically because of their sin. They could escape if they would believe, but it is their sin that condemns them. There's a similar statement in uh, Colossians chapter 3. Uh, Let me get my eyes focused. Here it is, Colossians 3, verse 5. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. So to be clear, the, uh, the, the, the sins of the world that are taken away are the sins of those who, who will believe. The, the logical conclusion, if the only thing left is unbelief, if the only untaken away sin, and all sin of all mankind has been taken away except the sin of unbelief, 
Well, then the last thing we want to do is cause anyone to disbelieve. The last thing we want to do is play a role in someone's rejecting Christ. So for heaven's sakes, let's bring the missionaries home and shut down any attempt at evangelism because they've not actively rejected Christ. They've not actively disbelieved until we bothered them with the gospel and then they don't follow Jesus. And now we've just made their problem worse, which is a silly position. So we come back to, the, the I believe, the third view, and that is the view that the death of Christ on the cross is the actual substitutionary payment for all the sins of all the people from all over the world, every walk of life, every ethnicity, every economic condition, every background, every geography, the whole world, people from the whole world who will repent of their sin and follow Jesus Christ by faith. It's the only way. Jesus is going to say that repeatedly in the Gospel of John, most memorably in John 14, 6, where he's going to say that I am the way. He's the Lamb of God, and he takes away the sins of the world. Goodness gracious, I appreciate your listening this week, and I'm glad you were here with me. I hope that you're following a number of our podcasts, and you can get that information at mcgregorpodcast.com. And let me say a word about a specific podcast coming up this Thursday on... uh, here at home with Mark Bricker. We have a guest, Kim Mitchell, coming in to talk about our dementia support group. A huge statistical probability exists that in the course of all of our lives, we're going to have somebody we know and care about who's going to be struck with this horrible family of, of diseases. And understanding that these support group resources are available for us here in the body of Christ at McGregor is a valuable thing. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. God bless you.